Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect like we do. Almost each and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Time. This is a beautiful May 29th day. I'm out here in West Texas. Sun's still shining. That's when you know it's summertime, when it don't get dark till about 9.30. But, you know, wonderful, wonderful short week, you know. Most people have Monday off. Memorial Day, you know, so we're already, we're just two days in and we're getting over the hump as today is some day, so like we usually do, we're going to try to get you over the hump with a little boxing talk, and this weekend we have, we got a little boxing, you know, even though this is a big, we got some big names, I wouldn't say this is going to be the greatest boxing weekend, but of course, we've got the biggest name in heavyweight boxing and, you know, the biggest name in boxing besides Canelo Alvarez, you know, fighting this week. Of course, that's Anthony Joshua, the U.K. brother, versus Fat Rocky Ruiz Jr. Um, we're definitely going to talk about that, talk about, uh, you know, how – Hearn is saying Wilder that Hearn is saying that Joshua outsold Wilder by triple, triple the amount. But I'm reading that they're doing two for one tickets, so I don't know what the fuck that's all about. We're gonna be talking about that. Another thing is, why the hell is Devin Alexander headlining PBC? Last week we had uh, Austin Trout, and I guess De- Devin Alexander and Austin Trout are similar at similar stages in their career. But Devin Alexander ain't never really reached the pinnacle, I think, that Trout has, you know, ever since Timothy Bradley gave him that ass whooping a few years ago when they were both at the crossroads of their career, seeing who was going to take it to the next level. Devon Alexander couldn't. Although he's very loud when he punches, he ain't doing shit in the ring. Why is he headlining the PBC fight? Also, we got some big news. Wilder versus Ortiz 2, official. Officially going down, no date. I think it's supposed to be in September, No, but no venue or date announced right now. What the hell is going on with Adrian Broner? A couple of weeks, months, maybe a couple of months ago, he said he was hitting the streets. Now he tweets, fight. Uh, announcement coming soon. Um, and other boxing talk. So we got we got a little bit to talk about. 
All right, Boxing Weekend. Also on that uh, that the zone card, we got Caleb Smith putting up his WBA and WBC super middleweight fight against Endom and Dom, somebody nobody's worried about. And I think we're also going to talk about it and put this on a little thing, but just to give the respect to women's boxing, just to give the respect that, that is due, you know. Last week, I think we talked about not too many uh, women's fights, big women's fights been going on uh, for the last couple of weeks, but we have seen the young men fighting. But this week we got some women I've never heard of, So, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Or we might not even talk about it. We're just going to say it now. And, uh, you know, Katie Taylor versus uh, Deathly Person. They're going for a, uni- uh, uh, a unified lightweight fight for the unification of that division. So I think that's pretty big. So we might we might not talk about that now, but we did want to put that out there because I'm sure nobody on this panel has heard of Katie Taylor or Deflene Persoon. But uh they are fighting to unify the lightweight division. But with that said, I'm gonna take it to the fam. See how they're doing out there. Everybody's on time, looking good, you know. Hope everybody's feeling good, but we're going to take it to, we're going to start in Central California to my guy. Oh, a guy that has a lot of trouble when it comes to women. I don't know why. I think he's still in that player mode. He probably, he'll, he'll calm down sooner or later. But he's also talking about some foolishness about, uh, training camp, wanting to fight Canelo. We know that ain't happening. But, you know, he's been a, an Herbalife, doing all his teas, doing teas, detoxing, you know, all this crazy shit. But let's take it to my guy, my tag team partner. We started this outside his boxing podcast. We took over the last show, got them niggas out of here, brought in some new, fresh faces and some old faces. But we're doing our thing. Outside this boxing podcast, let's take it to my guy again. I said my guy about eight times, but RC is my guy. Take to my man RC. RC, what's popping out there? Central Cali, y'all still raining and shit. <clears throat> Not really, man. It's actually hot as shit right now. After having, man, it was like four inches of rain the other day. I told you what else rained out. And now it's like 93 degrees. It's hot as hell out here. So this weather is back, ass backward crazy. Uh, but one other thing you forgot to mention when you said that we, you know, we slapped the ninja out of there and took over and all that stuff. Uh, we also got Janelle out of jail. Those who don't remember, he used to come on where before he would get to talk, so we, we'd have to go through the whole collect call process. And, uh, yeah, we're making some stuff happen over here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. And uh, made a lot of changes, man. Uh, but, uh, oh, man, I'm doing really good right now when it comes to the gym and, and cutting some LBs and uh, just really tighten it up uh, a little bit. But um, I have a, a, a minor setback as I re-aggravated a wrist injury. So um, that's not good, but a little bit postponed. That's all right. Canelo ain't got nothing to do anyway, so. He's got time to chill. I got time to heal. But uh, that's pretty much where I'm at as of that standpoint. But 
Yeah, a lot of stuff coming up, man. I was hyped when I seen the Wilder announce the rematch with Ortiz. And, uh, you know, some people were questioning me on Twitter, like, why would you want to see that? And the funny thing is, there was some uh, AJ protectors trying to go at me yesterday. And this morning on Twitter, I had to lace them up one time. I will not have my credibility be questioned by some fanboys who got, you know, they got pictures, profile pictures of Lomachenko, you know, with his hand in the air, no shirt on, all that good stuff. So I'm not going to let no guys punk me out like that. Um, and, um, yeah, man, it's, everything is everything. And, um, shit, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I will be getting ready soon, though. So, Canelo, don't think that just because I got this wrist injury that I'm going to fall back. So, you know, just putting that out there. The takeover, like well, Bimo said. Well, we'll see how that goes for you, RC. It's very, it's very, uh, what do they call it? Um, is it a coincidence that you were having women trouble? Then all of a sudden, your wrist is hurting. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, fuck you, Willie. You ain't shit for that. Hey, <laughs> I forgot about that part. What, what you talking about? I got women problems? I got dog. I got the rich. I got the riches over here. I'm like the Golden State Warriors. I got I got them all over the place. In different area codes, man. But you know, I, I know you got them on. You got them on one screen over here. You got them on one screen over here. Is that what you're talking about? No, oh, you real funny. You real fucking funny, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm real tired this today, man. Last night I stayed up till about two thirty in the morning and woke up at five this morning to get ready for work. I'm on very little sleep. I'm. I'm tired and I ain't got time for your jokes right now, Willie. You funny guy. So, um, everybody, who, oh, shit. You know what, man? You're right. I don't have no hoes. I just got a lot of friends, and I'm a good guy. I don't do no. I don't be messing around like that. So, uh, you know, I'm just. I'm just I was gonna hit it. I was gonna hit. I ain't gonna do you like that, RC. RC's a stand-up guy. It's just all comedy. RC goes to bed mm-hmm. early. Reads the Bible before he goes to sleep. He has no lotion right. anywhere in this area, oh. and you know he yeah, keeps hey. it straight at all times. So, yeah. And What's did up? you see? And did you see? And you see? I'm I'm Canadian now. I, I identify as Canadian now. You see that bad one that was hitting oh. me on the DM? Woo! Yeah. Hey, let's get to that. Hey, I'm glad JP because you put you put JP. Jay, we're going to my man. Let's let's let's. I'm mean, give him the real introduction. But I'm glad you brought it up because I want to bring. I want JP to comment on the. Stick figures that you think are fine. Uh, I have no idea what the hell you be talking about, but let's take it a little more south to Southern California, Inglewood. Take it to my guy, newest member of the team, host of the relatively fat and black podcast, where you know this guy somehow thinks Clay Thompson should be on a, a All NBA team over a guy who scored more points at the same percentage than him and took his team of bums to the playoffs. But that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk boxing. So I want to take it to my man out there in that Inglewood, up to no good, JP. JP, what's popping, my man? Oh, man, it's Wednesday. You know, that's baseball practice. And so both my daughters are playing now. I got a five-year-old out here. I got a 14-year-old out here. So I'm on my – my real dad shit on Wednesday nights, but I'm still with the program, multitasking as a professional should. Um, it's 
big fight week just don't feel like it. So that's kind of the the lane I'm in right now. I'm looking to do some hating. I'm looking to do some backhanded complimenting and all the things that fall under those kind of umbrellas. Feels like a supposed to be a big fight week. Well, I said the the second biggest guy in the sport is going. It just don't feel like it. So short and sweet. Yeah, not at all. And what I also mm-hmm. don't feel is these uh, pictures that RC sends to us. On the rate of one to ten, what do you rate the, the last stick figure that uh, RC came in? You know, he's now Canadian, blue harsh. She's got, Dick. you know, well, Oh, man. Uh, look, man, uh, we're all allowed to have our different tastes in women. You know, I like my women to be, you know, endowed in some areas. But, uh, Any area. You know, yeah, RC likes his, you know, slim and trim, you know, trim, very trim. He likes his women trim as a motherfucker. Yeah. And then he says they got ass, which would be crazy. I don't know what the hell he'd be looking like. It's amazing. Like my boy Jesse P. Uh, Peterson. Jenny Taft is – he talk about Jenny Taft on um, Undisputed a lot, dude. She regular. Regular, 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 man. Jenny Taft, regular. Hey, she, the time, she the type that you, you, it's all good to take home to mom. She ain't nothing – I ain't say Jenny, Jenny Taft is bad, but, you know. She uh she could be she could, she could sign up to be in the kitchen and you know doing all the laundry and stuff like that. I got no problem with that. Yeah, well, I'm glad we both, me and you, JP, agree. We don't know what the hell RCB talking about, but let's go ahead and take it to the other coast, the hmm. East Coast. So our guy, the only guy out here that has professional fights. The only guy on here who knows what it feels like to get the figure four leg lock locked in on him. The only guy that picked. <laughs> <laughs> that picked. Uh, who he pick over Crawford? He picked some guy. The only guy that picked the tall post style over Crawford. The only guy in America to do that. I want to take it to my guy. Yes. Oh, man. One of the realists. Janelle. Janelle, what's popping out there, man? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, you know what? Since Janelle's busy, well, before we go back to him, I sent him a picture of Nicole Arbor, the girl that want to have my baby on the DM, and see what he got to say about that. Janelle's probably in some kind of sharpshooter right now, tapping vigorously. But until we're going to keep him on, he's going to come on because we're, we're text messages. I mean, he hit me on the Westmacott, so I don't know what the hell's going on with Janelle. But, hey, we love him anyway. Let's take it to the fights. We're going to talk about the big fight coming up. And like my man JP said, it's a big fight, sort of. Maybe the only thing really big about it is the two guys that are fighting, Joshua, um, Anthony Joshua being a, a humongous dude and Ruiz being a fat dude. But Maybe this is better than the big baby Davis fight at the ring. But as far as, you know, the buildup, Ruiz, you know, he's not saying anything that people want to hear. He's not uh, he's not building a fight. Uh-oh, we know Joshua buddy. definitely. Yeah, we obviously know Joshua definitely can't build, can't, uh, can't build a fight. So I haven't really been seeing too many 
you know, meme worth moments or where anybody says anything. The biggest news that Anthony Joshua seems to be making this week is the Wilder fight. Is he going to fight Wilder? Um, is it next? Is it next? And as we, you know, found out, uh, I guess yesterday, it's not next. So that just took the air out of that fight. But this fight might be okay. You know, it might be. Ruiz, uh, Ruiz Jr., I think he has uh, he has one loss, and that was to uh, the the European guy, not the European, the Australian guy that uh, that Joshua smoked out. Can't remember, remember his name right now, but he got his. You know, it was I guess I, I think he went the di- distance with him. It was an all right fight. Ruiz Jr. does have fast hands. He does have that Mexican spirit about him, and. He, you know, so that means he he's coming to fight. He can go 12. We've seen him do that. You know, I'm not going to make my prediction start off. I'm going to let R.C. go. R.C., this Joshua yep. Ruiz fight, do you see for the IBF, the WBA, the WBO, and the who gives a fuck about the IBO heavyweight title? They can they might as well just slash that out for three of the three of the big belts. Is there any way the fat Rocky walks out of here with that jewelry on? No. That big boy is about to get sparked out of there in one round. I think Anthony Joshua is going to really turn up the pressure on him in the first round, just like we've seen Wilder get get Brazil out of there. I think that Anthony Joshua wants to have the similar taste in, taste in people's mouth when he leaves the ring with that one-punch knockout power stuff. Uh, and, and as far as Joshua talking about, he wanted to have a sit down. You know, he wanted to sit face to face with Wilder and probably have some tea and whatever the hell they, you know, some muffins and sh- English muffins and shit like that. I don't know, but guess what, buddy? You not in the driver's seat no more. So Deontay done already got his thing going on, and ain't nobody worried about what what Anthony Joshua wants to do because those days are over after we've seen Deontay Wilder have success when it comes to pay per view. And um, making a big fight with the guy that Anthony Joshua wanted to smoke with on the other side of that being with Tyson Fury. And uh, I know we got out of there with Joseph Parker, the guy he's talking about, um, that being his only L uh, coming off of a uh, – uh, who was in action not too long ago, uh, if I'm not mistaken, against Dimitrenko, um, which was last month on 420. Hmm. I'm sure you guys know that day. But uh, – yeah, man, I, I just don't see Ruiz being able to pull this one off. Uh, it d- definitely doesn't have the feel of a big fight to it, as we mentioned before. And, you know, sometimes boxing has those, those uh, the announcers that get you hyped for fights whenever it's about to start. You know, the uh, the let's get ready to rumble type shit. And um, the other day at the uh, weigh-in, I believe, you had – um, wow, I'm having, you know, I, I, I'm having a brain fart right now. What's uh, what's the guy's name who says let's get ready to rumble? Uh, because uh, he was uh, announcing the names, talking about a big fight. He goes, "You got AJ, or this Saturday we have AJ versus A. Ruiz." Couldn't hear, <laughs> Michael Buffer. Couldn't even remember Andy Ruiz's first name, so he just got stuck and went to A. Y'all don't, y'all don't, didn't hear that or catch that at the final. I believe it was the final press conference at the, the weigh-in 
or not press conference at the win. Yeah, I definitely heard that. Yeah, dude's just burnt. Dude is burnt from boxing, man, and he really don't have no kind of promote. He don't, he can't get anything hype for this one, and he can't even get the goddamn guy's name right. Terrible job right there. I was I was rolling my eyes, wincing at that one. But um, yeah, man, I'm. Uh, I still have my DAZN subscription from the Canelo fight, so I'm glad I'll be able to check this one out and uh, and enjoy the final hours of me owning DAZN. And um, definitely not going to schedule my weekend around this one, but I will watch it when I do get a chance to. Uh, I'm all right. I'm, I'm bullshit. I'm gonna probably watch it live, but I'm not gonna have no fight party or nothing like that, you know. But um, it doesn't feel like it's gonna be a big fight week. But I think that once the bell rings us as boxing fans are going to be hyped to see Anthony Joshua try to leave his own stamp on the heavyweight division like Deontay Wilder did against Dominic Brazil. Uh, So I am calling a first-round knockout, and I'm not going to beat around the bush. Maybe second or maybe third, but no, I'm calling him out of there in one round. Uh, Ruiz just had some action um, and, you know, taking this fight on short notice. That will be a, a little bit of a detriment to him, I think, ultimately. But uh, I, I, I really just hope that Joshua could do something good in this fight for the sake of having a wilder fight in the foreseeable future. But as far as uh, the way Joshua is used to negotiating, you ain't in the driver's seat no more, guy. You had your chance, and now you got to sit back and wait for the real heavyweight champion of the world whenever he's ready. A guy who I newly renowned, who I newly proclaimed the name Captain Darkskin, and Deontay Wilder. So we got English Muffin coming Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Am I hyped for it? Not necessarily. But Andy Ruiz's dream of taking those belt back to Mexico, NGH, not gonna happen. Mexico? What the hell are you talking about? This is American, nigga. I said Rocky. That's what I'm saying, man. Don't disrespect. His fat ass came Don't out disrespect. Said, uh, I can't wait to. He said himself in the press conference. Did he, he say that? Wait to, yeah, he said he can't wait to get these belts and take them to Mexico. So I'm like, I don't even know if Ruiz speaks Spanish first and foremost. I think he does, uh, but he might. But I know he's American. He's American, and uh, you know he tried to use he tried to steal the Mexican fan base by popping that one off at the press conference. I caught that. And uh, I was kind of oh. laughing when I heard him say that he wants to take the titles back to Mexico. I know he's down there in Southern California somewhere, but um, nah, man. You ain't getting the Mexican people on your back with that one. Nice try. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he might have just soured me on this guy. I, he, I, I thought he was Rocky. Rocky would never say no silly shit like take the take the uh, the belt back to Italy, Italy or wherever, <laughs> wherever it's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. Get out of here, Rudy. <laughs> Junior, come on, man. Yeah, man. Hey, Janelle. Hey, is Janelle on? I wanna, I want to go to Janelle first, so we can. Janelle ain't on. All right. Well, we'll take it to my man that I know has been championing, championing Andrew Ruiz Junior. When I called him the Fat Rocky, he seemed to get a little, little excited about that. He felt that because he's saying he's fighting for the sloppily built. Offensive line looking niggas. So I want to take it to JP. JP, you said that you're going with Andy Ruiz Jr., but now that it's fight week and the fight is close, are you still feeling the same? 
yeah, why not? You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think Andy Ruiz stands a chance, but I'm going for him. I'm pulling for him. And for those exact reasons you mentioned, for those of us who have been looked over, for those of us who were a damn good basketball player, you know, in high school, but we was only 5'8", 245, and the coach wouldn't even look your way. <laughs> coach wouldn't even look your way. You could do all the moves, left-hand layups and everything. Coach wouldn't even look at you. Uh, that's who Andy Ruiz is doing this for. You know, for for all them times when they was playing hide-and-go-get-it, when, when all the little dudes was getting chased at recess and you didn't get chased, you know, it's for all them days. When you have to shop in the Husky section at J.C. Penney back in the day. This is what Andy Ruiz is doing it for. But, um, <laughs> yes, definitely, man. That, I'm pulling for him for all those reasons. Um, but I have to troll. I do have to troll some. Joshua, man. Now, Joshua and Eddie Hearn have made a clear decision to take a diva role. They've decided to say, hey, we're the guy that all the other guys have to come and fight. We're the money. We're the cash cow here. But what's happening is is a clear thing. They've always said it's just American fans, American fans this, American fans that. And Joshua was able to be over at Wembley in, in, in the U.K. and draw 80,000, 90,000 people. He's going to get nowhere close to that. And what seems to be the the outlier here is that Big Baby Miller was undoubtedly the guy that was going to make this fight a big event. Because without Big Baby Miller involved, there's no buzz for it. Zero. So Anthony's power, Anthony Joshua's drawing power, it ain't like that here. You know, you can't put him with Takam and Dillian White here and think you're going to sell out some big stadium. It's not happening here. So there are some nuances also. Another nuance here is that all the pressure is on Anthony Joshua because now they've been trying to make it look like Wilder is ducking the fight because he don't want to show up at at the fight to be in the ring in the post-fight. I believe it's simply because Wilder, Shelly Finkel, Al Heyman, they all know Joshua, you're not going to fight us next. So why in the hell would I be a part of making your fight a big event? So then you could then in return use it as me, use it against mm-hmm. me as leverage in negotiations. So what I'll do is while your your fight is getting zero buzz, I'll announce my next fight. Rather than you think I'm going to be around here waiting on you, talking about I'm going to come be at your fight, I'll just announce my next fight. And on top of that, I just had a great <laughs> performance. I just had a great performance. And so now the pressure's on Joshua. Here's the reason. Joshua can't come out there and think he's going to show us a nice jab for fucking seven, eight rounds and put this guy away. Now, and Royce, you got to err with some caution. This dude got some hands on him now. I know what he looked like. We all know what he looked like. We don't expect him to win. But this ain't the guy you just throw, you just go in there reckless with either now. You know, because he, he he, he's a fighter. He's not to be disrespected. He ain't. We don't consider him elite, but it ain't like he a bum. Just a lot of them B-level guys are good scrap. So, that said, 
all the pressure is on Joshua. He has to come out here and have a dazzling performance or leverage to Wilder. Leverage to Wilder, who beat a top ten, arguably, you know, top seven, eight guy, and put him away in spectacular fashion. Joshua has to do something here. He's coming out. He's a lot leaner. Um, Ruiz, is, uh, is he's up for this fight. So Joshua may have to take a few rounds to figure this guy out. But it'll be quick before you start hearing some boos in the crowd if there's not a lot of action. And so the impression, our impression of big, bad Joshua just ain't the same when you see empty seats and people booing. And then you happen to figure out Andy Ruiz, who's going to look trash in the ring. For the man that he is, the in-ring optics are going to look trash. And to the casual fan, it's going to be like, oh, look at this big Adonis motherfucker all to put this fat, sloppy motherfucker away in no time. But it just might not work out like that. Because we know what Andrew Ruiz looks like, but the dude can fight. So you got to respect him. As great as Joshua looks, he might take some time. So I'm a pick like about an eighth round uh, TKO, eighth round TKO. But that might be eight rounds too late. Uh, yeah, man, that's what I got for now. Yeah, that's oh, definitely. You, you're right about that. You're right about that. I don't want to seem like I'm being too disingenuous for Andy Ruiz because he, you know, if you put it down into the, uh, all the top ten guys, he probably is right there around that ten range, inside or out, probably inside. But uh, yeah, no, great point about the the negotiation aspect of what Deontay Wilder is doing because they're trying to spin it around. As we all know, man, you know Eddie Hearn's like now he's like, well, we offered him a hundred million, but he turned it down. Then and a lot of people will buy that shit, but if you bet on yourself, let's say Wilder, if it, the fight gets made and he gets a sixty million dollar deal, and if Joshua wanted to run it back, then yeah, we could double that. You know, um, what I'll get eighty, ninety, a hundred million the rematch. Add that all together on top of what the hundred dollar three fight deal would have been that Eddie Hearn had offered. Come on, man, what are we doing? We, we we know what it is, man. And the thing about it is too, is Joshua can't have that same style that he had against Joseph Parker and Carlos Takam and uh, over here, especially over in Brooklyn. Nobody want to see that shit. He'll have his fans over there in the U.K. going crazy for any time he just, you know, does his uh, Vladimir Klitschko grab-and-jab type of deal. But over here, you might be right about that, J.P. The Boobers might be out extra early, and uh, the U.K. brother might get a real dose of what the American fan base that he's uh, never been at. He, ne- he ain't been here yet. He's getting his cherry pop. So interesting aspects to look into that involving this fight for sure. Well, yeah, I think um, I think Eddie Hearn said something about, I mean, you, you got to take it with a, not a grain of salt, but with, a, you know, a whole thing of salt. But he said there's about 7,000 U.K. people coming over there so we'll see how that goes you know they're going to keep it loud you know you got to give it to you got to give it to the UK fan base when they do travel they're loud they represent so you it, we'll see how it goes they're not going to be bored but there's supposed to be 12,000 Americans in there also so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes so but let's take it to the east coast let's see if Janelle's back on he said he'd been on the whole time You on mute? Yeah, there you go, man. Hey, out there, your neck of the woods, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz Jr. How do you see this fight going? Uh, 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 Joshua sleeps him. 
He's gonna sleep him in five. Um, um, yeah, he sleeps him in five. I think Joshua puts him away. Uh, I mean, I mean, the only threat to Joshua is, is uh, Fury and Wilder. Those are the only guys I can see beating him. You know. Sound like you ready for sleep right now, buddy? No, no, no. That's no, why no. he was say, say he was home. This boy sleep over there. Somebody no, I'm put him in that uh, sleeper. I'm, I'm, I'm going through some serious shit right now. Oh man, serious, serious yeah. issue right now. Some little stress is what it is. Oh, me too, man. I'm with you. It ain't the well, Malcolm well. X twins. It ain't the Malcolm X twins on you like that, is it? Nah, ain't, ain't nothing like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, hope everything goes good with you, man. So let, let's take your mind off. Man, hey, I'm still calling into the show, though. I should tell you almost my passion for boxing runs deep, you know. It runs deep. We appreciate that, man. Now, when it comes to me, how I see the I need me, man. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know about all that. But <laughs> so, when it comes to me, hey, how I see the fight going, Andy Ruiz Jr., I don't know if he's top 10 heavyweight. I'm looking at a little list now. And, it's, you know, the heavyweights aren't really that good. So, they're all about the same, I guess, probably 6 through 15. But uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. isn't isn't a bum, like JP said. He's got he's got fast hands. His hands might be a little faster than Joshua's, but he's short and stumpy, so he's gonna have to get in close, which he does. You know, he's talking about taking the belts to Mexico, which I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about there. But he does have that Mexican style, you know, that Mexican in him. We know, you know, coming. We well, I mean, we know that. So I see him putting up a good fight for four rounds. Maybe maybe even getting a little, getting Joshua buzzed at at, at one time because you know this guy does have power. He's probably going to be two hundred and sixty, two hundred seventy pounds. You know, so he has a little power on him. I can see him. I can see him giving a good fight. Maybe even buzzing Joshua for 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 about well, three or four rounds. Yeah. Well, real quick, does he have power? Because uh, he was doing uh, pad work a couple of weeks ago with this guy, and he completely missed the pad and punched his guy right in the chin. And uh, <laughs> he ate it pretty. He ate it pretty well. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that. He's got thirty-one KOs. Uh, you know, last he made that one guy with uh, retire was uh, Dermanchenko. He made him quit fighting. Yeah. He got unanimous. Kevin maybe, Johnson maybe he got a pad, KO. Maybe his pad trainer just got a chin. I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, it could be a little bit of both. Or he saw that he missed and you know took a little off of it. He's two hundred. He's gonna be two hundred and sixty, seventy pounds, man. So it don't even matter. That guy hits you. That's why I'm saying I don't think he's got to sleep him anything. But I think he can buzz him a little bit. We might people might jump out there and see. Oh, Andrew Ruiz, he did something. You know, it might be one of those type of moments. <laughs> Yo, but then, dude, then he's gonna get slept you, so probably. What happens if, let's say, you know, we went into the the, the possibility last week talking about what if Manny beats Keith Thurman? What's that do for Keith? What if Ruiz actually pulls it off and picks up a W against Anthony Joshua, man? How big of a of a monkey wrench would that put into the gearbox? It wouldn't. It would. It wouldn't put. A, a monkey wrench in it at all? I don't think because they would fight again. The only way, only way that could happen 
you know, Manny Pacquiao and Thurman, there's, there's, you could see Manny Pacquiao winning there. You know, the old Manny Pacquiao would, would give Thurman the work probably, right? But with this, the only way oh, Ruiz yeah. can win was probably by some kind of, some kind of freak knockout, right? So that knockout happens. We know it's a mandatory, uh, a mandatory uh, uh, run back. We know that off the top. So, and we know that Joshua isn't fighting anybody any good next fight anyway. So he would just fight Andy Ruiz Jr. That might be, that might make it sell better the next time. But uh, you know, I doubt that happens. But if it did happen, it really would. I don't think anything would happen besides maybe Wilder and them trying to jump on it a little earlier. But that's still, you know, he still will fight Ruiz and he's not fighting them next, so it really doesn't matter. But my prediction is going to be the fifth. Uh, uh, also, I'm going to go with the fifth round sleepage, I think, like Janelle picked. And, um, yeah, but I think Andrew Ruiz makes it makes it an exciting fight because the only way he's going to win is to get inside because he's a fat um, and, and uh, you know, his arms are a little are small. Let me even see what the uh, reach thing is. He's 74, which I don't think is that short. Let me and Joshua's 82. Let me say this. Go ahead. They thought, <laughs> here's the funny thing. I always say, you motherfuckers is crazy if you thought Mayweather was the pay-per-view champions because of Mexicans and the power of their buy. So they thought, let's just get a Mexican. That shit is not working, especially in New York where there's no Mexicans. So they could have picked numerous heavyweights to fight Joshua. A lot of people would have took that money right quick. But they thought, let me grab a Mexican, and I bet the Mexicans will buy the pay-per-views. No, they're not. Yeah, they're definitely not buying this. <laughs> Good point. You know, like like we've been saying, as as fans, as boxing fans, we're sort of, you know, I can feel that we're not mad at, we're not really mad at the fight. In fact, we're gonna we want to see it and we're gonna watch the fight. We're not too excited, but it's not like the fight is letting us down. But that's exactly how I think everybody else else feels. Nobody's gonna be looking for looking forward to this fight. Uh, I wanted to see where Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, was rated by the IB uh, the IBF, but I can't really uh, I can't really type that fast. Hey, RC, do a little uh, talk about the fight a little bit while I try to see where this guy's right. All right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll take it to JP since you, because I'm not buying what you said about like it's not going to be a big deal if Joshua loses this fight. I think that I think that puts I think it puts a little bit of the boxing world upside down, man. Um, it'd be crazy. But JP, if if this dude actually pulls it off. And and overcomes and, and and picks up the W fighting for everybody like you said, I mean, Will is acting like yeah it ain't no thing they'll do a rematch and you know Wilder might want to jump on he might not. I think that should have everybody. I think that'll turn boxing upside down a little bit. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what would you think? How would, like the heavyweight division would turn out if um how Ruiz pulled this pulled this off, man? Oh, uh, it'll be. Uh catastrophic to the landscape of boxing for the reason just Joshua is a a perfect poster boy. He got the whole look. What you want your heavyweight champion to look like. I mean, he's fucking Creed 3 or whatever. You know, you can put this guy in a movie. Yeah. So, it's the push. 
it's the long money per se. Because you know, Andy Ruiz just don't got that look, man. His look just don't make you be like, Yep, that's the baddest man in the world right there. This is just not that. So I think it'll shake it up in that regard for sure. Um the zone will fucking be ready to go belly up because you got to assume there's tons of money in the Joshua train. And rightfully so. But yeah, I definitely think it'll shake up boxing and you have to if, and for the moment, of course, you'd have to replace Joshua with Ruiz, who will be the champion, you know, and now guys are saying, you know, I'll fight Ruiz next. Uh, for Ruiz, sure, I mean, a lot of momentum as far as the, uh, you know, the Mexican demographic, yeah, they'll jump on board. You beat Joshua for sure. So it'll it'll shake things up, man, big time for sure. Because when I look at Ruiz, right, man, uh, I, he he gets it. He, he obviously wants to get inside, but he'll he'll throw them three punches and get that third punch with some range on there, man. From the fights that I've seen Ruiz, but if he just kind of, you know, obviously got the height disadvantage, but if it's like that, you know, maybe you know if and if he does, if he's able to pull this off, you know, just start landing some hard body work on him, man. You know, that's how you could chop a big man down. I mean, I don't know, man. I the more I think about it. The more I think about you can't, like, especially in the fight game, we all know anything can happen. But, you know, maybe it's because, well, I made my prediction, but I'm just saying, you know, it's not outside of the possibility. Just like I think Toronto's going to beat Golden State. It's a similar type of effect where everyone thinks that this this guy's going to beat that guy no matter what. But, yeah, I, I agree. It would be catastrophic, bro. That shit would change everything, man. Yeah. Well, uh, no doubt. Andy Ruiz is, is rated uh, – 15 by the IB by the the IBF, so he's not even he, yeah. Like I said, he's probably a top 15 guy. I don't even know these guys ahead of him, but we'll see how that goes. I think we're all going to be watching the fight and checking it out. But uh, on yep. to the next one. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Also on the card, Caleb Smith, 25 and 0, 18 knockouts, going to first, uh, putting up his WBA. W and WBC super middleweight belt against Hassam Endom. Um, Caleb Smith, man, he's all right. He's a guy that I want to see uh, unify with my man Canelo. I think Canelo's going to be eyeing that. He's going to be seeing exactly how this guy Endom does. Endom 37 and 3. He's been uh, slept. Let's see how many times he's been slept. He's been slept once. He was all right for a minute. He lost to Mariota. I mean, he lost to whatever that uh, Royito Murata. I remember watching that fight, seeing him uh, quit after winning the split decision. That's his loss. He also lost to David Lemieux and Peter Quillen. So when it comes, looks like when it comes to him fighting the top guys, um, he's. He never really steps up to that being, you know, from Monaco, uh, Cameroon. And I'll be being from Cameroon, but also he's a middleweight coming up to fight super middleweight guys. This is going to be a washing, but I think Caleb Smith just had a big fight. If I'm correct, he just fought, yeah, George Groves. He slept George Groves to, uh, to defend this title. I think that, like I always say, you come off a big fight, 
you can fight a guy that's, you know, nobody's really worried about. Endom, even though he is good, he's not a bum. I wouldn't say he's a bum at all, but he's a little past his days. I think Caleb Smith's going to sleep him, probably a sleepage in the later rounds. RC, you interested in these fights, uh, in this fight at all? Caleb Smith, one of these UK guys, UK there in Bay, New York, and I don't think people really care that much. Nah, not really, man. Although Kevin Smith is a tough, is a tough guy, and I like the way that he did take care of Groves. Also, uh, I'm, yeah, and, and probably another reason why this doesn't feel like a big fight week. Just don't really care about the guy, you know. But uh, I'll go out on a limb and say he's gonna pick up a W. Um, buy cards. We're he, we, he going to the cards. I say he'll get a, a a split decision. No, unanimous decision. Yeah, we'll call it. No, no, no. We'll call it majority decision. Yeah, majority decision. But, yeah, I'm not really interested in this one. Uh, I, I think he's going to get him out of there. Smith does knock boys out. I think he's uh, – he does, I've seen him sleep a guy through the ropes. I've seen him give people that uh, that liver shot, make him shot. He's got – he's a pretty big dude because he's, 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 he's a real big dude there? for that for that division. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. You just talking about – No. That. He's sleeping dudes now, huh? Oh. No, no, no. That's not now. No, no. He's been sleeping dudes because he's big. He's a big he's dude a for that. Uh, for this. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's all right. I don't. I don't really think he's a bum. I think he's pretty good. But Endem isn't that good. When, so okay, I think he's when all of a sudden you got love for UK fighters? I've always said Caleb Smith is 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 pretty good. I don't have. I never disliked UK fighters. I don't have nothing against, them, especially if they're not getting. Super pumped up like they're the great white hope. I have no problem with anybody. But, you know, uh, Caleb Smith is all right. He's going to sleep this guy. I think, yeah, Caleb Smith is pretty good, and he's a big-ass dude. That's that's more, that's more a lot of it. I don't know when he step goes up to uh, – when he goes up to light heavyweight, I don't know if he's going to be – we'll see what he can do then. But now he's just giving boys the blues. So I think he's going to fight a guy, especially a guy who's coming up. He's going to be way bigger than him. JP, you got anything on this fight? Not much, dude. Uh, I hear Caleb Smith is pretty good, though. I hear Caleb Smith is a formidable dude at, what is it, 168, 160? But I don't got nothing on it. Janelle? Yo, yo, what's up? That boy's sleep. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything on the fight we were talking like about? Like Caleb Smith? Are you talking to me? Talking to Janelle, yes. All right, what fight are you talking about? Talking. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that Caleb Smith in them fight, man. Anything on that? You know anything about Caleb Smith? WBA, WBC, super middleweight champion. You I don't know too guy. much about him, but I, of course I know about him. Yeah. Hey, Hassan and Dom good. has been a Jew. Hassan and Dom, man, we got to pay some respect because he's been around for a long time. So definitely got to pay Hassan and Dom some respect. Yeah, not, like I said, he's not a bum at all. I'm not going to say he's a bum, but he's also a middleweight fighting a guy who's a light heavyweight. So he's probably about to sleep him. But let's go on to the next one. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Somehow, some way, PBC, even though they, 
it's supposed to be PVC season as coined by JP. They've been putting on some shitty cards the last couple of weeks. Maybe the last, yeah, the last couple of weeks. I think um, the guy heard fought not too long ago. So the last couple of weeks and then before that. Somehow Devin Alexander is headlining a card. He's 27 and 5 with 14 KOs. He's headlining a card with Ivan Reddick, who's 22 and 4 with 7 KOs on the FS1. RC, how the hell is Devin Alexander headlining PBC cards? Hello. I I don't know where this random hate comes from, Willa, but you know it's a good good time for him during this this time of boxing. He can fit himself in. No one really want to get big fights going on uh, at this time of the, of the year, right? Right? Look at you hating on a brother that's hope that's headlining the card. Shame on you, Willa. But uh, I was actually pretty surprised when I seen that pop up myself. So uh, I didn't expect to see it. I thought I uh, I was watching a TV screen that was on ESPN Classic or something like that. But it is a little strange, but I guess, you know, he got himself fixed in there somehow, some way. Uh, did it, uh, I'm not sure where the fight's at. Do you know where it's going to be at? Uh, yeah, let me look. It, it's going to be in, like, I thought, California. Yeah. Uh, San hmm. Jacinto. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's California. Sabata Casino. It might. San Jacinto. I think it's mm. California for some reason. It might be. It might be something like that. I mean, see, he could find somewhere like that to get something going. Um, but, yeah, uh, Devin Alexander, uh, funny comparison you made him like Austin Trout. I think he's uh, in a way better place than Austin Trout is at this particular point in time. Devin Alexander did have some promise to him. Um, he looked really good. That was a long time ago. It, it, yeah, that that was, was in when did he? That was in 2011 when he had his promise, and he lost to Tim Bradley. Then he did he did beat Matisse, but then he just started losing to Khan, yeah, Aaron Martinez, Berto, Sean Porter. You know, that fight with Berto was it pretty good. I give it I give it that. Give it that. Maybe right, Alexander's but. on a redemption trail, right? He's won a couple fights in a row here. He's like on a comeback trail. No. And been no, looking no, pretty no. good. He, well, he has a loss and a draw. His last two fights were a loss to Berto and a draw to Victor Ortiz. And I think that might have been the fight where Victor Ortiz had a cut and the blood was just rushing down his eyes and he couldn't see anything. But he still wants to fight. David Alexander still can do nothing. The Berto really? fight was a sick decision. It was alright. I mean, it was I can't really remember if he got robbed or not. He didn't look that bad, but still. Headliner, these are your guys, JP. What do you think about this? Who you got? Do you know anything about Ivan Reddick? I don't. No, I don't know anything about him. You could be pronouncing that last name wrong. R-E-D-K-A-C-H. I don't know. Um, <laughs> sounds kind of familiar though, man. Really, is just butchering names. Yeah. But that shit sounds familiar. 
I mean, he has a fighting body. Tyrone Harris was his last fight. Brian Jones, John Molina Jr. slept him. Agrinez Mendez, Arginus Mendez. Yeah. Beat him, split decision. Yeah, these guys, I've never seen this before. I got nothing to say about it. Yep. Exactly. So let's go ahead. We all know about that fight. Nobody really gives a shit. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Let's take it to the big news. We've been seeing a lot of pushing and pulling for supremacy in the heavyweight division. You've got Anthony Joshua, of course, the $30, $40 million man with three of the top dog belts and the IBO belt who nobody nobody gives a shit about. You got Fury, who's claimed the fame as the man that put it into Klitschko's, uh, Vladimir Klitschko's reign and terror over the heavyweight championship. Since then, he dropped all his belts, retired, but somehow claimed that he's the lineal champion. And then you've got Wilder, whose last fight ended in dramatical, like he likes to say, in dramatical fashion with the first-round sleepage of Brazil. The guy who's, I think, the most popular heavyweight in the game right now. With that said, everybody's been trying to make their claim, get their fight. Fury went to ESPN, which is a smart move because even though they have Crawford, they say Lomachenko's the best fighter they've seen since. Muhammad Ali, ESPN, who loves the European fighters. So that was a great move for him. You obviously have Anthony Joshua doing it for the zone and his guy Eddie Hearn. And you've got Wilder. I guess he's sort of like a free agent, not really signed. I don't know if he's really signed to anybody. Did he sign to Showtime or not? I just know that he's with Big O. He's with Al Heyman, the godfather. But big news was made. Wilder Ortiz 2 is now officially going down probably in September. We'll see where it's going to be. I might do my best to try to attend this one. I think Ortiz is rated number three in WBC. So people might want to say he's a bum. And and I think Joshua says that Wilder's only fighting bums. But Wilder's fighting – I mean, Joshua is fighting a guy that's rated 15th in his division. Uh, you know, and one of the ranking belts. That's just one of the ranking belts that he has while Wilder's fighting the guy that's number three <clears throat> or four. He's number three or four. But even though Wilder slept Ortiz in the first fight, Ortiz ran out of gas, we all know there was a point where maybe in the U.K. the fight would have been waved off. We knew there was a point where Wilder was looking – like Martin does when he's getting beat up. You know, his legs were stiff. He's going around the place looking like, you know, looking like it's some kind of cartoon. But he survived without going down, and he slept Ortiz. Me knowing that none of these fights, none of the big fights are going to happen anytime soon, I don't think Fury, Wilder, Wilder Joshua, or even Joshua Fury. I'm not mad at this announcement at all. 
I'm sort of excited because people say that it was unlucky that Wilder got that win. And he's going to show everybody again why they call him the Brahms Bomber and that's Bomb Squad. But I know, R.C., you know, King Kong is one of your guys, one of the guys you've been talking about for a long time. He's one of my guys after, after you know, we got to meet him. He was a cool dude. How do you feel about this fight? Is it smart for Ortiz to go in here again with this guy knowing that his life is on the line? Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. He's going to be all right, and he's going to cash out a really nice check. Dangerous fight for Deontay Wilder. We've seen Luis Ortiz live in person, um, and we've seen him on the screen in the comeback trail that he's been on ever since that L to Deontay Wilder. I always thought that that Luis Ortiz was the dark horse of the heavyweight division outside of, you know, at the time, Vladimir Klitschko. Um, then you could go Tyson Fury before Klitschko, uh, and then Joshua and Wilder. And then it kind of was a – uh, Ortiz being that guy who was left out of the picture when he was uh, a little bit younger in age. He's up there now, but still looks good taking care of himself. Um, kind of funny how, you know, Joshua tried to get him on a, what, a four-week notice or something like that. And, you know, everyone gave everyone gave Ortiz shit. Oh, if you want to fight the best, why don't you? And uh, how about our rematch Deontay Wilder? And we're going to make uh we're going to do run back, which was fight of the year, I believe, uh, last year. Um, by our votes and others. I mean, it was a hell of a fight. I've seen people, like I said, people on Twitter were asking me when I posted that that was being announced right away, try to get an immediate reaction from the people. Like, why would he fight him again? He just he knocked him out last time. Yeah, but there was so much fucking drama in that fight. And Deontay Wilder almost got stopped himself by, you know, having a little bit of, uh, I, would, I would say foolish pride a little bit by not taking a, a knee or something to, re, to regroup he risked a, a referee possibly stepping in and, and waving it off. And uh, Wilder would have been pissed off at himself for trying to stand up and not ever taste the canvas um, in this uh, uh, time that he's at, at this point in time that he's at in his career. So um, I don't think that we've seen um, a big loss in Luis Ortiz, um, even though against, was it Trevor Kaufman or something like that, that, uh, you know, it took him forever to get him out of there. It took him a while to get him out of there. I just said, you know, that it was a typical dead man walking opposition in front of Luis Ortiz. And, you know, Fat Man was tough. Fat Man was a tough customer, man. Got knocked down a few times and kept coming kept coming back. That was a more credit to Kaufman than it was to more uh, to nitpick and critique for Luis Ortiz. But I love the rematch. I love it. I'm glad we could get something like that back. Because Deontay Wilder and Ortiz had a hell of a fight, and I like the matchup. And it keeps Anthony Joshua froze out with the bums of the division. And, um, man, I'm all for this fight. I'm not mad at it at all. I'm glad they could do it. And they're going to both make a lot of money for each other, in which they had a lot of respect for after the fact and before the fact of uh, what transpired in the rings, given the fact, the respect and the mutual feelings that they had about the sport and the paycheck involved with the family aspect and how their daughters both had their issues, which, you know, uh, subsequently put them into the position that they're in in the fight game. So um, I like it. I like it a lot, man. And um, no predictions as of right now until this fight gets 
um, brought up on a future Wednesday show whenever they do have it going down. I hope it is in L.A. like they talk about because um, I'm definitely making a trip down there. Um, and seeing what we could do for that fight, man. So um, I'm all in for it, bro. And uh, I really hope it comes out to Southern California because uh, I need to be getting back out there. Got my got my pros out there too. Is that the 206? Yeah, yeah. I need to get back out there. <laughs> JP, are you excited about the announcement? Uh, not necessarily excited. This is a clear business move. Makes perfect sense for both guys. For Ortiz, he's left out in the cold. If you're not fighting one of the top three guys, that being Fury, Joshua, or Wilder, you're not getting a paycheck. So for Ortiz, he's like, uh, sure, I'll fight him again. For Wilder, this is your chance to gain your momentum. Wilder has taken his ball and left the court for the first time. Now, Wilder has always been there for the shits with all these guys because he's been the guy trying to get the paycheck. To me, the clear direction for Wilder and his camp coming down from Heyman and Shelly Finkel, whoever else involved, is, you know what? We have an opportunity to make Joshua chase us. We're coming off a spectacular knockout. He's probably not going to get a spectacular knockout. This fight has no buzz. So, you know what? Let's pack our shit. Let's go get the third most, the fourth most known guy in the division, and let's fight him in a fight that people – thought was controversial and all that shit and Wilder almost lost and all that. So it already has a built-in storyline, which is perfect for the sale. Um, but oddly enough, people are like, yeah, we don't want to see that again. That's, that's what I'm hearing. And, you know, everybody was saying Wilder was was out on his feet. But now that we got the rematch, people are like, yeah, I don't want to see that again. But it's Wilder and his his team trying to grab the ball, leave the court while they got the momentum, man, and make Joshua come to them because Joshua's just been running around being a fucking diva like Fury's trying to be. And these dudes trying to stay away from Wilder. So Wilder's trying to put the ball in his court. And that's why this fight makes perfect sense for all parties involved. No, most definitely. I think it makes makes a lot of sense. Wilder, go ahead and get this guy get this guy Ortiz out of there in dramatical fashion, like he likes to say. I mean, he'll probably fight. Maybe he'll fight White next. I think Fury and White are supposed to fight, but, you know, even though Wilder Wilder isn't necessarily stuck like Crawford stuck. There's guys out here. You got White. Um, he could. I mean, there's guys in his, that he can fight, but I think they're on PVC, that he can knock out and get, you know, and get a little recognition, unlike Crawford, who just has to fight bums out there. Even though most of the heavyweights aren't that good, but there are some names that he could be fighting. So I think Wilder's making a smart move. Like he said, he was betting on himself. What he's going to be making for the Ortiz, even, even you know, not one to count a man's commands, but that's what it's all about for these, for these to get the biggest paydays, the biggest deals, and 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 a million dollars. We're going to see. And him saying he's betting on himself, we're going to see exactly, you know, if he made the right choice. I think this is a good fight. Like I said, I'll if it's in L.A., I'll definitely be in the building. Perfect time to come out there, and we'll see how it goes. But anything else on that, guys? 
No, nah, man. Not, not, not us. Not mine. Go ahead, Art. You got anything? Also. I just, no, I just no. want to say. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying nope. I ain't got nothing else on it. I just, I just hope it's in L.A. Can't wait to get out there and we call meet up and and play some some twenty one basketball. You know, Willie gets the ball first. Me and JP are trap his ass. <laughs> oh man, I'm Will shooting over the top of you, little guy. So if he if, if JP five eight and you <laughs> and you only you only five you only five 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 six. You know what I'm saying? Stop I'm just that. shooting over the top of you guys. That's a turn around, Jay. Don't even have to fade oh, away. Man. That 35 year old game. Back to the basket. <laughs> up and shit. A lot of post up. Trying to play with his shirt off and shit. A lot of post up. The RC, you still no, doing do Steph that. Curry type shit. When you get our age, RC, you become a great offensive rebounder in pickup games. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my shit. I offensive yeah. rebound a lot. Oh, yeah, me too. That's where I'm at, really, in my game. But that's neither here nor there. That's on to the next. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Our guy. I know he's my guy. I know R.C. Rodgers. Oh, man. A.B., after, you know, after retiring, I think, from boxing, maybe a couple of months ago, saying that he's done with boxing. After his latest fight, who did he fight? Mikey Garcia? Was it Mikey Garcia's last fight? No. Pacquiao. He fought. Pacquiao was his last fight. Yeah, that's Pacquiao when he said he, he, you know, he done beat, he beat that boy. But after that fight, you know, he said he was done with boxing. He was retiring. He was going to the street. He had, I think he did some Instagram stuff where he had, he was acting like he had something in the backpack or he had some bricks. You know, he's been talking about going back to the streets. But as usual, A.B. snapped, you know, from his delusion, you know, which he always does. And he put on his Twitter, I think that was today that I saw, maybe yesterday, that he has a fight coming up, and it will be announced soon. Me, myself, I always love to see A.B. out there. He's going to talk a good game. And around against the right opponents, he's going to get a good fight. And what you get with with AB, which people, you know, they not people. Most people say he doesn't punch a lot. We know he doesn't punch a lot, but all of his fights are good fights because even though he's not punching, he's putting pressure on you, and just letting you hit him in the head. And then when he punches, he's throwing beautiful uh, counters and beautiful combos. AB. I don't think is at this higher weight is elite anymore, but as an entertainer, as a name in boxing, he has an, an elite name in boxing. I'm hoping that AB comes back, hoping he gets his shit together. He made this announcement. I'm looking forward to seeing who he'll fight. If it's going to be a, a big name guy, which he usually does get big name, not big name guys, but he can get big name guys. And, but he usually gets paid and he usually puts on a good show. RC, what's up with AB? Do you think he's going to have – does he – you think he has a fight coming up, or you think he's back in the streets and he's just bullshitting us? What's up with our boy? Now, we know all the whole circle of – or we could do the triangle of Adrian Broner's. You know, one corner, he loses a fight on the top. I don't care about boxing. 
Then on the right side, fight coming up. And it kind of correlates like that. Not to say that he loses a lot. Obviously, the guy's won way more than he's lost. But when in those losses that he picks up, he's had a, a, a little bit of mental issues. Um, you know, we know A.B. is uh, a regular at the club, has a little bit of fun popping bottles, and I hope that's all he he messes with. But sometimes, you know, we've seen the crazy post by Bronner posting a gun in the, uh, in the car talking about it's over at 2 o'clock today, this and that. I feel like he's just a sad individual on the inside. And it's really unfortunate, man, because uh, when we talk about when we met King Kong and, and uh, stuff like that for Easter Garcia, you know, I got a chance to talk to AB for a little while, a little quick minute. And he's a really cool dude, real humble type cat, man. Uh, he didn't act like he was, you know, too good to be around somebody and things like that. Genu- genuinely a friendly person, and you could tell that he's a different person when the camera's not on. Um you know, same could be said for Robert East. You could tell why these guys are really good friends. So there's always going to be a soft spot for me when it comes to Adrian Broner. And I definitely, I do worry about him sometimes when there's some things going on where he's like, you could tell he's really, really losing it. Um, you know, posting the the blank picture with just the writing on there. And, you know, he's always, he just seems like a really unhappy person who has, um, uh, not the right people in, in a circle around him. He, he definitely cut off a lot of the circle that he kicks it with. You, you see him with a certain few people here and there now nowadays compared to back in the days when he was chilling with those Watson clowns and uh, all those other guys and things like that. Um, but the man, you know, the man got, what, six, seven kids? Um, he got a beautiful wife. Uh, he's got a lot to live for, man, and he does have a lot of talent that he can put in that ring that a lot of people who don't have that talent bust their ass off just to be able to put a performance and put a, a you know put some uh, numbers in the bank account and keep life moving. And, you know, uh, with the kids being spoken that he has, he has a beautiful family, uh, so much to live for and so much God-given ability to let him live the lavish lifestyle that he likes to live. Uh, just goes to show that money money can bring happiness at, at times, man. And uh, I really hope Bron will be all right, and uh, hopefully he can get himself in the ring with uh, uh, with an opponent who will be able to let him pick himself up. Uh, you know, uh, like we've seen um, him do before with uh, with lesser opposition, where he can actually put a, a whole lot of punches together whenever he doesn't feel that. Um, like it was Alec Verdiev, uh when he had got that TKO stoppage and letting his hands go. When it, it's the kid's got the well, not a kid. He's a he's a vet now. The guy's got a lot of talent, man, and uh, it's just been a little unfortunate for him. Uh, but hey, this this is the this is the opposite of the Mayweather effect, you know. Floyd talked that shit, did this and that, took care of business when it was time to take care of business and stayed professional throughout fights and free time. So he's able to enjoy the the cell of perfection that he's that he did in his career. Adrian, on the other hand, you know, I feel bad for the guy, man. You know, he posted something earlier today with his kid, his little his youngest or, or I think it's his youngest kid, um, watching boxing on the iPad 
and just just all into it. And, you know, Brown is talking about, I'm a, you know, he's going to be the next up, and I'm going to train him to be better than I ever was. And you just look at the comment section. It's just it's an ugly world out there, man. It's an ugly world out there with the people that are talking all this crazy shit when the man's just posting something about his family. So I know Adrian does look in those comments, and sometimes he probably looks back on his career and how things didn't work out the way that he hoped that they would. And he just gets down on himself because, you know, fighters hate to lose that O. And, you know, he lost a few times more than just that one O. And, uh, but, you know, end of the day, he never got knocked out. He could get his money. He could get views. Um, viewership is always averaged by the Nielsen numbers somewhere around 800K. And that's pretty fucking good. And especially the last fight that he had with Manny Pacquiao was really good pay-per-view stuff. So, um, I hope to see a good competition in the ring with him, someone that's going to go toe-to-toe with him and bang, and we'll see another fun Adrian Broner fight, hopefully. Uh, Will might not be with us. Yeah, what? (laughs) No, JP, go ahead, man. My bad. My bad. I was over here. Bullshit. Hey, JP, how do you feel about the, uh, you know, AB situation? Well, I didn't know that he had retired. I always thought he was, you know, I didn't, I missed that. I missed that one. But uh, I'm not going to break out the violin as much as RC did. But, you know, there is some some sad to the story. I guess the sad, you know, and I'm not going to be as sad. I I know exactly where RC is coming from. But this is a multimillionaire. Man lives a charmed life. And if he can't find happiness with his family, his children, a, a beautiful wife, uh, that's his problem. Now, that doesn't take away, you know, if mental illness is a thing that's haunting A.B., then that's another thing. But if you're just mad and you can't seem to find happiness because you finally you got your ass in front of everybody and you just want to walk around and be some badass, and, well, you know, and you can't do that no more because we all see you get your ass whooped. I don't feel a goddamn thing for you. That's a part of the fight game. So if that's AB's problem, AB needs to get over that shit and throw some goddamn punches and maybe he can win a fight. You know, um, it's a problem matching up AB. There's a giant problem there. Problem being is it's hard because now we're at the point where it's like, okay, yeah, you're Nielsen rating this, that, or the other. But that'll be falling. And then we can't have you just become this guy who loses every time out. But that we we can't have that. So we got to get this guy a win versus somebody we care about, somebody we think is dangerous. And that's the hard part with him, because at the moment he can't even beat Mikey Garcia. He can't get close to beating Mikey Garcia, who we seen get smoked by Errol Spence. It's a huge problem there. So that may be the point where AP is getting down on himself, where he realizes, I can't beat nobody, man. You know, I can't beat nobody. And that, to me, has always been the the crossroad with AB. Once he, once he fell off the cliff, we can't find nobody he can beat that's worth a damn. I mean, you can't be little-ass Pacquiao. Old-ass Pacquiao. You can't be little flabby-ass like Garcia. 
You can't even come close. You can't even make intriguing fights. We wouldn't even have to have Pacquiao versus Thurman. If AB had put on a good performance, we could rematch that all day. But he didn't. So, you know, his his he's looked slightly better under Kevin Cunningham. Cunningham. I just figure right now you just go for Danny Garcia or something and let him get his ass whooped there too. Fuck it. But it'll be a bigger purse because the the crux is you can't let him lose to a nobody either. You know, you can't let him lose. You can't you can't beat a nobody because we're going to know it's a nobody. But you also can't yeah. let him lose to a nobody. So you might as well go have him get his ass whooped by like a, a somebody and be there <laughs> and talking some good shit. So AB's in a tough spot, man. But I don't feel sorry for his ass if it's all about wanting to be a big macho guy and talk all kind of shit and be the, the cock of the walk, so to speak. I'm not going to feel sorry for you for that because everybody loses him. My fucking Muhammad Ali then got knocked down, not knocked out, but knocked down on plenty of occasions, jaw broke, and, you know, recovered and came back and did it again. So if you got a broken ego, you need to man up. But um, if it's deeper than that, then we have an issue that needs to be considered. But aside from that, you're a multimillionaire who hasn't done much winning. So... AB needs to man up, man. At the end of the day, you ask me. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with I'm, I'm with both man. of y'all on that, man. I'm, you know, I'm. I, I really don't feel. I, I understand where RC's coming from, and I sympathize with Adrian Broner, but I don't really feel sorry for him. You know, like you said, I think I think a lot of it is his ego's bruised, and he thought he was the big dog, but I think also a lot with that ego being bruised is how it was bruised and when it was bruised that, you know, his, his, his main guy Mayweather, who he's supposed to be the next, you know, shun, shun him away. And I think it has a lot to do with, so I sympathize with him. But at the end of the day, it's about him. He's made a lot of mistakes and he's still going to get paid. And, And like I said, he's one of the biggest names because of these mistakes, you know, it's the gift and the curse because of these mistakes, you know, we don't treat them, seriously as a champion or think he has the skills to to be an elite fighter anymore but because of these mistakes people know who he is and he can get payday so I'm not I don't feel sorry for him I think he's very lucky that he's in this situation of all the boneheaded stuff that he's been able to that he's he's been able to do and still be here hopefully he doesn't take this for granted anymore but we say that all the time with AB but I always say I ride with AB, and I hope he does. He makes the right choices, and we'll see exactly what uh, who he's going to be in the ring with soon, he says. So let's see how that goes, man. But I think that's the way we're going to end. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Before we get out of here, ARC, you got anything, any last things you want to talk about or say before we before we go? Uh, uh, I just want to top off with that real quick and just say that uh, I do agree with JP on on his assessment from Adrian Broner because it don't matter whether it's it's somebody who you know people be clowning on Drake for crying and shit like that. At the end of the day, it's hard to feel sorry for a millionaire. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I rock with him on that. But other than that, man, um, nah, not not nothing much really, man. I'm I'm just gonna be kicking it here, get ready for the weekend, and uh, hopefully we can have some something. 
epic to talk about from a performance standpoint from everything everything that we had covered today. Uh, but yeah, man, that's that's about it, bro. I'm looking forward to these finals, man. Had a great show with uh, JP on the Relatively Black and Fat podcast. It was great to chop it up with him. So if JP got uh, some other shows lined up, I'll be I'll be happy to get on there and uh, and kick some shit. But uh, I think that's uh, that's got it all for me, man. Right now. All right, JP. Anything you want to say? When's the next show gonna be? Relatively Fat and Black podcast. Shit, I don't even know, man. I'll probably let first two games of the finals go by. Y'all know we had some more shit with Magic and the Lakers. At this point, these motherfuckers just embarrassing embarrassing themselves. Both both entities, Magic as well as the Lakers, are fucking embarrassing at this point. But I'll probably wait till two games go by the finals and jump in there, man. Uh, Want to tell everybody support. The Outsiders Boxing Podcast So man, like, share Tell your friend about it, tell your partner about it You know, and make sure you keep Me and RC and Will are motivated and Inspired to keep this thing going For those of you out there listening For sure, for sure Just like that, Janelle, anything you got Before you get out of here Huh, what? What y'all talking about? Oh boy, that's your new thing. Sleep. That's so, your new thing, Willis. You gonna do that every time now? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he does every time. I just want to do what he does, you know. But I think that's the way we're gonna end it. We'll be back Sunday to give the recap of what the hell went down this weekend. But until then, we'll see y'all next time. Outside this boxing podcast midweek show, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>